you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Before we get into it, before we get into it, everybody that's watching, share this video, if you could. Everybody watching, share the video. First of all, I wouldn't take care. Or, 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 or took care of their home field advantage. I would say bully, outcoached, but that's me they put it. Bully, outcoached, outschemed. And for some positions, I'll play. Wow. Awesome. Let's, let's, let's do it. Good, bad, and ugly, fellas. Help yourself. I don't think I should go first. You don't think you should go first? first? All right. Oh, okay. Um, the good. <laughs> they had a safe flight. <laughs> That's the good news. They had a safe flight there and hopefully back. The bad. Uh, 
defense to me was horrible yesterday. The ugly, the coaching. To me, you cannot wait until the second half to make adjustments in any game, let alone NFL. Defensive line waited until the second half to adjust their defensive alignments, and in the second half, they pretty much shut them down. But for the first half, they got bullied and they got outcoached. Um, I remember, I think it was two drives, they ran 85% of the time on both those drives, 85% or more on both drives. And, of course, went down and scored. The – I just got so much to say, bro. Like, I, yo, it's so consistently bad that we get outcoached. And that, that game yesterday reminds me so much of the Tennessee game last, last year in the playoffs. Mm. They just got bullied. They got beat up front. I don't want to hear that, you know, it was injuries and, and all this kind of stuff because before Brandon Williams got hurt, guess what? He was getting bullied. He was getting they would get they were getting bullied and they was getting drove down the field on. And they they didn't get a bullied is is a word I'm using because they smash mouthed them. But they really got out coached. Like the Ravens made no defensive adjustments at all. Um, on our chat, on our host chat, you know, I was calling for a run blitz on first down since the first quarter, and they they finally did it. I think it was like the second or third drive in the third quarter, and well, you know, now you're in second and thirteen. I told y'all the keys to the game was to play to make them play behind the sticks, and in that first half, not not one drive did they play behind the sticks at all. They were hit of the sticks every single every single drive in that first half. It was second and second and four, second and three, and then there was another first down. They was just gashing. They were gashing. Like we've seen this story before, and we I talked about it last week when Lamar told us that adjustments are made at halftime. I believe that is across the board for the Ravens. The Ravens make adjustments defensively and offensively at halftime. And you cannot afford to wait because you can give up too many opportunities. The Ravens went into the halftime, what was it? Uh, I think 13, it was 13-10. A lot of those points could have been avoided. Less than, not, I'm not even talking about the errant pass down the sideline into off coverage versus uh, with, with Marlon, I mean, uh, Hollywood Brown, which was which cost us three points in you going in that game, you going in that half tide is way different than going in with a turnover and momentum not on your side. I'm, it just is. So it was just. Was it guaranteed to be tied? So I think I think they said at the point where he um, took a shot, it had been a fifty-seven yard field goal in that weather. That's true, but we also we still have forty seconds left to go. No, it wasn't forty seconds. It wasn't forty. It was, it was, yeah, it was like it was like it was like ten or something like that. They took the. It's like yeah. It doesn't need right We still had a timeout though. So first of all, I'm trusting Tucker with a 57 yard field goal. Yeah. It probably was going to be tied up, and it took probably point. It probably took points off the board. Yeah, it was I agree. I agree with that though. I agree with you. 
it was just a dumb play. It was, like, that's when you choose to take your shot. When this all-22 comes out, the first play of the game, Greg Roman decides to take a shot. And he has Hollywood in the slot. And if you look, the safety, McCourty, is sitting at about 10 yards. And they're pretty much in a cover three, but the middle safety, McCourty, is, is shallow. Hollywood throws that hand up. He, he You can see that he was open. And Lamar just took the short thing with a, um, a check down. To me, if you call that play on first down, you're looking to take a shot early. Why you got the weather on your side? And he didn't take right. the shot. I want, I want to look at that all 22 as well because I think the uh, I think his second pass attempt he pro- I think he missed Willie Sneed the same way Sneed was, was open? A, I think, yeah I think it was another shot play oh. on that set so but I'm curious to see those uh, few plays yeah. well I'm done I just I'm just I'm like a, a disappointed parent over here I'm just disappointed I'm going to take this approach with it, that since Tay took the, the mad guy approach. The good was Lamar. I think he threw the ball extremely well, given the conditions, given the circumstance of his offensive line and center mishandling snaps, and I think he played well in the, in the Mar scene. I don't put this one on Lamar. The bad, like you said, we got bullied. And like I said a couple weeks ago before we played the Steelers, you got to be start being honest with your team. You have to. They're going to show you who you are. You have to be honest with your team. And at this point in time, our team are front runners. You just have a team of front runners. Once you get smacked in the mouth, oh, oh well. And they got smacked in the mouth on defense. And, well, oh well, you're just a team front runners at this point. You gotta be real with it. I love my front running ass team, but they're front runners. That's the bad. The ugly was the snaps, was the weather. I'm not putting that on why we lost because Patriots had the same weather. They were playing in the same monsoon. But as a run team, to get outran, and you're a run stopping team, and you got Derrick Henry coming in the next week, and you let Damian Harris bully you. All right. And again, it's not on, it's not on Lamar. It's not even on Wink. Be honest with you, because the Ravens can't stop a stretch. I've been saying this shit for six years. They stretch run. They was getting 10, 15 yards a clip on a stretch run. Okay. <laughs> I've been saying this shit for six years. So I'm, I'm gonna put a six year can't stop a stretch on Wink. He only been defensive coordinator for three. Roland, uh, before you go, John, Roland asks, should Roman coach from the uh, field instead of the booth, in y'all opinion? In my opinion, yes. Because you're going to have people on the net asking you to do certain things that you, you got different voices. And obviously, in the all-22 angle booth, is not helping. Not seeing it. You don't just, it feels like you don't have no momentum in the booth by yourself. So the, the players can be like, look, we can do this, we can do that, and to get to some type of momentum rolling in, in certain drives. Because obviously you both or with other players in the booth, it's not helping. Remember back in the day when Shannon Sharp would pick up the phone and say, we're killing them? 
I used to think that that phone go to the booth and talk to the offensive coordinator. There needs to be some way Lamar and the offensive coordinator is is talking during the game. If it's it not is. there. That's in the headset. When they relay in the plays. Well, it damn sure no while defense is on the field because how many times have we seen Lamar sitting on the sideline not doing anything? Not looking at plays, not looking at what transpired, whatever, just sitting there. Like what is the point? How is how are you gonna progress Ooh. like that? But I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to say that Lamar is over there doing nothing. I mean, that's when the cop, the, the camera is going to show you. But it's too often, Al. It's I too mean, often he's not doing shit. But if our defense is on the field for, let's say defense is on the field for three minutes, am I going to put Lamar being on the sideline for five seconds? Is that the whole thing he's doing for for the whole well, three minutes? Well, if the defense is on the field for three minutes, then guess what? He's those whole three minutes. He should be fucking trying to improve and figure out what adjustments they can possibly make. But it's not happening. But if your and OC is not adjusting, then y'all wait until halftime. How the hell is that on I, the ball? I don't blame him for that. I don't blame him at all. I blame Roman for that. I blame John Harbaugh for that. I, think, I mean, how um, I think what Al was saying is, Tim, I think you kind of missed it. We only get with the the TV broadcaster shows us on the sideline, so it's not really fair to say he's not trying to get better, he's not doing a certain thing on the sideline. You know what I mean? I understand what you're saying. My question to y'all is this. When have y'all ever seen Lamar with an iPad in his hand looking at the series that just takes place? I've seen... I can't... This is the problem. I'm sorry. This is the problem. I've seen... Not Harbaugh. Um... And that, that's a problem, too. But I've seen Lamar on the sidelines talking to his QB coach. Not the OC, not the head coach. Talking to the QB coach. Hold up. Why is that a problem? Because your whole offense is fucking up. It ain't just Lamar out there fucking up. If your whole offense can't move, if your offense is not... If your offense needs to make adjustments, why are you just talking to the QB coach? It's your whole offense. <laughs> he said in the interview last week, they do not make adjustments until halftime. That's his words in the interview. They will not make adjustments until halftime. That is an issue. That's a huge For issue. For professional football team, that's an issue. Absolutely. John? I'm going to take a different approach of it. I didn't look at the game as a, as a disappointment as more as the Steeler game. Because Steeler games, we had four turnovers, and we was up by 10 points, and we just had a... a a malfunction. This game, it's just I feel like New England had your number. You had a, They had a game plan. If you looked at the drive that uh, New England was on, they had two or three running plays at the line of scrimmage. And to Taewon's point, when they loaded the box and pressed and, and shortened the, the DNs from being a wide nine, that's when Cam uh, Newton would say, reload, reload, load up, load up, and he would change the play to a certain different type of run. If you watch it, um, what's, what's, what's the African yo who we just got from Minnesota? What's his name? Yannick. 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 If you, if you watch Yannick or Judon, no matter what side they went, they're in a why not, they're in a why not technique, and they go into that spot. It's either Izzo meet him up front or he's letting him go for the pull guard coming in. And they ran the same play or the variation of the same play all night long. So for you not to stop that 
even after the second or third drive, shows me that you can't adjust. And you really don't even have a, a person on the field that can help you adjust on the, on the, on the field. Most of the problem that I had with, like like Taewon was saying, they not shooting the gaps. You had Paxton McQueen, he was he was sitting guessing at times, and he's still young, I get it. Uh, Harbaugh said in the, um, in the interview earlier today that he's going to learn from this, he's going to grow, he's going to be better from it. But only when Harrison in the third and fourth quarter um, was shooting the gaps, meeting the blocks, and the line of scrimmage is when you see they, the runs stopped coming from eight to ten yards, from three to four, or they was a runs for loss. That's the adjustments that should have been made on the field from Wink from day one. Now I get it that you you get you get caught up in some play action passes. But that run, it didn't matter if we had Campbell or not. DNs and the linebackers was really costing that game. More than anything. And and John, that play you yeah, called it was a trap. Is it, it that kick out block by that pulling guard and they just run right off his tail. It's it it was it was if you're an offensive line coach, it was a beautiful thing to watch because it was executed so flawlessly. Like the, the Cam Newton, uh, what was it, QB suite that they ran, it was beautiful to watch. It was blocked so well from the, from the, the wide receivers and everything. I just thought, I, I just find it mind-boggling how Wink has nobody in the booth that can, that can tell him what's happening up front. Okay, Wink, like somebody should, hey, Wink, look, your, your ends are getting kicked out and, and it's costing us. Because like you said, they... They came upfield too far, and they gave Cam Speed way too much respect, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because anytime you come, you come up that far. First of all, defensive ends are taught to reduce anytime you, anytime uh, that that blocker that's next to you uh, down blocks. You, you're taught to reduce. So to not reduce for the whole first half, somebody has to pick up on that. If you're the defensive line coach, like somebody has to see that and say, "Look, we're not reducing. We're getting kicked out." So, question, Taewon, because you didn't quite answer answer Roland's question earlier about uh, Roman, should he be on the field? I I, I brought it back up because you're saying Wink should have somebody in the booth because we all know him and most of the defensive coaches are uh, on the sideline. Would it be advantageous for him to be up in the booth as well, or you want, like, how would you, you know, do that? I'm not opposed to Roman being in the booth. I'm, if you're going to be in the booth, have formal communication with the sideline during the game, during the entire game. Like, wink. If you're going to sit here and tell me that the Ravens defense has nobody in the booth, looking at the, uh, looking at, at a higher view of everything, how's everything tra- transpiring? Yeah, I don't know. It might, it might I mean, not. That's mind-boggling to me. They and if they are, they're not doing their job. If they're there, there's right. no way you can. I can. Anybody can see that. John just pointed it out. Mm-hmm. They kicked those ends out on those traps for, for I think four series. It take you four series, a whole half, and a series when you come back out the half to realize what's going on. No, somebody's got to say, look, these defensive ends are not reducing. If you got some of the fastest linebackers in, in on in the league, you have to spill everything. Spill it. And then you can see there's no communication on the field. Because whatever Izzo was going or whatever um, the main wide receiver would do the touchdown, wherever he was lined up at, that's where all the blocking was going. 
the trash the, the slash crack box, um, black blocks was at. That's, that's where the foundation of a lot of that pulling and a lot of the uh, run holes were at during a lot of that game. So there was no communication with some of the corners or some of the safeties. They played like almost 10 yards up the ball and then reacted to a, a run. It's already eight yards downfield. Now you got to make it. Because your linebackers are not hitting the hole. They're guessing. They just don't know. Queen sometimes, like Roland says, he doesn't meet on the blocks. He try to fight off. He doesn't, really, doesn't do a good job. But he's learning. So, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't be mad at him too much. I know he's going to get better. He's going to fly to the ball. Um, for the offensive side, I was I, I like the adjustment made after halftime, taking Fluke out. Because for some reason, he, I mean, I know what's the reason. I mean, he's not that great of a tackle. But still, I don't understand his technique of reaching so much when it's time to pass block. The, the fake uh, one-two move, the dead leg move that you get beat so badly right now you got to hold. So I, I like the adjustment to have uh, Powers at guard and Makari. Makari actually played better at tackle than he did at guard. And it gave him a little bit more time than usual. Uh, I can't even say good, bad, ugly. I'm just going to show the facts of what the games that I've seen. I don't like the four-for-one play. Even though if it was if, if an, um, Ingram would have caught the ball, he would have got met at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage. What was the play? <laughs> did, you, did, they, did you see enough? Um, let us snap to to get an idea of what they was trying to do. Yes, it was power. Yeah, it was the same power they run with Lamar. It was a QB power, but they were just running it with Ingram, pretty much. And uh, tight ends on both sides of of the field both got beat across their face. So it it was pretty much going to get washed for a two yard loss or at the line of scrimmage for no game. I have a couple questions before we move on. I just wanted to. Roland said, um, Cam Cameron, Tressman, Marty, and now Roman. We've had the same complaints about all of them and having coach, and they all have having coach in the NFL since they got rid of it. Yeah. This comment. Oh, okay. And you go, and we go back to the games that we all been to, Herb, Tay, Al. It's the same thing. Like, I can look at it and replay it over and over again. <laughs> Have to see where Lamar's going to the trying to throw for his number one or two targets. I'm looking at the other receivers. Are they are they actually flying the ball and expecting to get the ball at the same time? No, they're cutting their route short and turning because they know they're not getting the ball. Mm-hmm. Just over and over again with Perriman and, and others. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I I mostly blame this game not on the offense just because I felt like they didn't have no rhythm. I feel like they have a rhythm. Not a rhythm to the point where we can score at will all the time. Okay. I feel like the defense was on the field too long. No matter if it was getting gashed or whatever. If you get those three outs, so or if you get maybe uh, a six play drive and you give the ball back to the offense, or oh, we can keep scoring. We're gonna keep on the field. We're gonna keep on right. they need it. They they was getting stopped either by good coaching from New England. Or just by bad scenarios from us ourselves, bad snap penalties, stuff like that. Okay. I really hate to be the dead oh, horse. That again, but they knew our plays. I hate to be the dead horse, but they knew our plays. John, it was so evident. Me and you talked on that chat yesterday, and we and you could just tell that they knew what was coming when it was coming. You could just see it. Like, did you it, watch? Did you watch Baldy's breakdown? I did not watch his his recent one. No, I did not. Yeah, 
Yeah, just like the play okay. that you said that they do, uh, what was that, the sweep play? The sweep, yes. It was like three people in the backfield. One person was, it was, a, well, actually it was two horrible blocks. One by Snead didn't even try. The other one by the tight end who got beat across his face. And the other one just was like a uh, person who was just dead. <clears throat> but if you watch Baldy's breakdown, he shows the motions of where they know where they're going. They know where they uh they, they motion to pretty much where the play is supposed to go. So it's either a card or it's either a boil. And they hitting the gaps. They stand right there where they're supposed to be at. And they beat that man across the face. So, okay. Um, trying to figure out how to do this. <coughs> Let me ask my questions real so, quick before me, I... Um, all right, and this is me trying to learn more. First off, on offense, if you're having an issue with the snap and the shotgun, why wouldn't you go under center more? Or for me, I say switch the center. But if you don't want to switch the center, does our plays not work under the center? As they would as in the, in the shotgun, or what was that all about? Because I felt like we was in shotgun, and they knew this was like this, the wind, with the wind, the rain, and his bad hand. It was just a horrible combination for snap. I wouldn't. I don't even think the hand was an issue. Uh, hold on, Glenn. What? Glenn said, "I need to see Lamar throw the ball outside the numbers. We're not stretching the field vertically or horizontal, horizontally." This will open up offense so much. You only throw over the middle with Snead, Andrews, and Boyle. <coughs> All right. Go ahead and answer I, Al's question. So I, then I can. I, Al, truthfully, do you trust your Terry line being under center? Ask that one question. When you got to step know. back in type of range environment. You I don't. I think the shotgun, like I said, I think the shotgun opens it up because Lamar pretty much has a two-way goal before he even finishes his drop, and you can see what's coming at him. But Especially a young quarterback like that, you want him to see the field as much as possible. So, I mean, that's probably where he's more comfortable at, the shotgun, pistol formation, especially it helps with his legs and run. Okay. You don't know in the five-step or seven-step drop. Right. <clears throat> so that's probably what most of you comfortable in anyway. I'm just a... Gotcha. And the other one was defensively. The, the linebackers, I felt, kept getting stuck on the linemen. Is that spacing or, like, every time I seen the linebackers, they kept running into the back of their defensive linemen. I know the linemen was getting pushed back, but, damn, is that spacing or what? Like, they got, they got caught in a wash. Like, they got caught in a wash. One, one thing I learned, uh, I recognized early is that Ellis and Matta BK's pad level was, was horrible last night. If, when we watched that all twenty two, you watched that pad level. Mm-hmm. When they came off the ball, it, it just wasn't good. Right. And with the traps that they were running, uh, what's his name, Harrison and, and Queen just couldn't find the ball. Like I mean, they were pretty much when y'all said they were guessing, they really were guessing up there, like because they could not find the ball, they couldn't figure out where the ball was. And like, there's a couple plays where Harrison tried to make Matter BK right, so Matter BK he took a gap, he took B, and then. You get that a cutback lane inside because Queen's trying to over Queen's over assume because he's or where the ball is he can't see it and then Queen's out of position. To answer your question about the offensive part, that would that's a that's an adjustment, Al. I mean, 
they couldn't possibly make that adjustment in the second half because they don't have another half. They don't have, uh, you know, time to make to come and talk to each other because they don't talk on the spot. So they would have only adjustment. The way they can make that adjustment is at the end of the game. So no, they couldn't possibly go under center. That would be too much like right for them to make an in-game adjustment. Um, Ty- Tyree said, "I felt like the defense gave us a chance in the second half," and I just wanted to say to that. I mean, once you give up 23 points, I'm not giving you a, a, a participation trophy at that point saying that you <laughs> gave us a chance. I do feel like the Ravens did have a chance to win, but it's not because of the defense. I thought that, you know, they drove down and scored, and then I think they was going to drive down and score again. And if, if it wasn't for that 16-yard loss when Skura was playing, I don't know, shuffleboard or something with the football. <laughs> but... So... From from listening to you know everybody's take on the game here and on the uh, the chat, the offense didn't get going until the second half. Correct? Is that what y'all saying? Not me. I'm saying that. I'm saying they still didn't get going. All right. I'm saying they couldn't finish. I'm saying they needed more opportunities. They need more opportunities. All right. So, so, and from just from just from what y'all are saying and uh, and everybody's critiques, it seems like like Taywan. I understand you. You coach, so you got that. Like you can't turn that off. You see the game from a different eye than most of us. But would y'all say y'all watch the game? Strictly as a fan, or y'all trying to like analyze? I would have did this in this situation. They should have did this in that situation. A little bit of both. I mean, it just depends on how the game is going. All right, cool. The reason I asked that because, as y'all know, I cut my phone all that off and just watch the game. Strictly as a fan, I ain't trying to decipher nothing. I'm just like seeing what y'all put out there and cool. In the first half, the Ravens had the ball four times. The offense had the ball four times. Three out of the four drives, they were in Patriot territory. Two of them related into points. The first drive, it was like a first down, they went out. All right, cool. Third, the second drive, they come right back. They get a touchdown. The next drive, they go down and get a field goal. The third drive, like, was before the half ended. Bonehead played by Lamar trying to appease Hollywood in that situation. So it didn't work out. So from my eyes, the Patriots couldn't stop nothing the Ravens was doing outside of that first drive in the first half. That's that's what, just just as a fan, and, like, just watching it, seeing what happened. And just from a number standpoint, I think at the half, Lamar was, like, five out of seven I don't know how many yards it was, and with a touchdown, and like he seemed pretty comfortable. The second half, the very first drive for the Ravens' um, defense, they give up a touchdown in four plays. So the Ravens' offense is down 10. They don't say, oh my gosh, how can they come back from a 10 point lead, right? So, what did the Ravens do in the first drive? They moved the ball again. Into New England uh, territory, and what happens? The fumble. 
the fumble happens. Damn. So that sucks. What a fumble? I don't remember. That's the fourth and one. That was the fourth and one. Oh, yeah. So that happened, right? That sucked. Then the defense held up in that situation only gave up three points. Got to applaud them for that. Like, it could have got really ugly. They got three points. The very next drive, the Ravens offense marched down the field again and get a touchdown. Despite another, like, fumble in that, in that drive, but Lamar recovered it. Got a touchdown. The very next drive after that, they marched down the field again, and it was a fumble. So I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out, just as a fan, I'm like, damn, we shooting ourselves in the foot offensively. That's what it seemed like to me in the, in the second half. Nowhere in that game did the Patriots' defense stop what they wanted to do. Like, oh. even, now, you could say they contained the run because they only got 115, whatever it was, rushing. But still, they got about 100 yards rushing, and they could, I, I thought they didn't have a, a a true sense of when the Ravens wanted to pass or run. Because it's second, second and, what was it? It was a first and, for example, one drop, it was first and 10, right? Gus picks up seven yards. It's second and three. They're thinking run. Gus is hot. Run again. You know, they go. They pass it to Mark, Ingr- uh, Mark Andrews. Hit him right in his hands. He, he drops it. it. Mm-hmm. So third and three. It's still still good situation. Run a pass. Lamar picks up 11. So they, they was, like, offensively, they had it. It just, they kept shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, so, I mean. So, so I don't get the whole... We the offense didn't make the adjustments in the second half. I don't agree with the offense not um not moving the ball at well. I agree with what you said. We couldn't finish drives. That was the the problem. I think the biggest the biggest issue was the snaps. Yeah, we couldn't finish drives. Either a penalty or a bad snap would kill us. Every time. (laughs) Right, right, right. Like the the snap killed them in the second half because it's like you you asking a lot for your for your defense who was getting destroyed all game. Like think about it, they the Patriots offense did whatever they want running the ball. So in the second half, we did we couldn't afford a bad snap. Mm-hmm. We couldn't afford it. Like the fact that it was thirteen to ten in the first half, gotta be somewhat of a testament to the offense because they kept scoring with them. In a sense. Miss so it's like the, the consistently with the uh, the legal shifts or the legal formations every week, every right. week. Yeah. All of that was just that, that was you know had little brain farts and all that. But it's like you did whatever you wanted with them, and like as far as the throws, this was by far like all season long. This was the most I've ever seen Lamar throw outside the numbers. Accurate on time and was he was just killing them. Like the mm-hmm. fact, like if if they go that, all right, let's say the uh, the second fumble, the second fumble where McCarry playing ski ball. If the Ravens score on that drive, go over twenty four to twenty three. With I think that put, that would have put it. They got the ball back. Let's see. Let's see. Said he got the ball back in four minutes. It had Cam had the ball in four minutes left. In that situation, you say, well, the defense got to stop. The defense don't stop. They say, well, the offense did their job, right? 
That's true. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because my point is, I just don't like Gus having seven. What do you have? Seven carries or something like that. And I, I, I think that's the issue. They didn't, they didn't do it the way you wanted them to do it. Well, I just didn't. I mean, if you think stuff, it's, it's not even just Gus. It's, it's the plays that were called. I don't like running zone read. Um. As much when you're not that strong interior, like to me, you have to let you have to give those guys an edge and get them off the ball and onto defenders by running power, running track, and things like that. And when they did, Gus showed you what he can do. Like most of the time, when they run power, they run it with Gus. Is what I'm starting to, to learn. Mm-hmm. When they run his own read, it's either J.K. or it's Ingram or whatever the case may be, and. On those plays, I think Mark Ingram had five carries for five yards, if if, if I'm not mistaken. It's something like that, I think. But he had, he had five carries total the whole game. Yeah. Right. How, how many yards did he have? he had like 20 yards, five. 25 yards. He had five, right? Ingram had five yards for uh, five carries. Right. That's what. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right. Five, so, that's a zone read run. Like, I don't think I seen Mark Ingram run power last night. And that's my issue. Stop running, don't read. When you know Skura gets beat across his face, you know Makari gets beat across his face. And also, run to the left side of the line. That's where you're strengthening. So it's just. All right, right, I'll digress. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, it's just just so consistently. I mean, if you just see stuff not working so consistently for the last four weeks, it's like, all right, well, let's. I don't know. But let me ask you a question. The runs didn't work. Like, all right, well, never mind. I'll let it, never mind. Jason said, uh, in his opinion, the Ravens are not disciplined, are not a disciplined team right now in all phases of the game. I wouldn't think all phases of the game. I I just find it, it's it's just funny because it's like, not conf- funny, it's confusing. Because a week where it seemed like the Ravens offensively gave you everything the fans been asking for. Take a couple deep shots, didn't work. Throw out the numbers. He hit DuVernay, he hit Andrews a couple times, he hit Hollywood a couple times. Get get your weapons involved. We seen Justice Hill. Ten different guys had the ball in their hands. Switch up the uh, formation, like personnel packages. We seen Hollywood and Duvernay together. We seen Duvernay by himself with Mark Andrews and the tight ends. We seen Boykins. We we seen a whole bunch of stuff. We seen Lamar be accurate and like they gave us everything we've asked for. We weren't predictable, but it's still like, damn. Roman gotta go. I, I don't get it. Like, like just because they ain't doing it your way. Well, let, let me say this to Jason's point. He said discipline. I think I just discipline more than just if I'm on sides or if I get called off sides or whatever the case may be. To me, discipline is also um, making making adjustments. Is also uh, you know taking what the defense gives you, taking what the 
you know, is seeing what the offense is trying to do against you and, and, and things of that nature. And to me, I don't think Jason's that far off saying that, you know, they're not as disciplined as they as they they should be right now. Because, I mean, you, what was this, this, week eight, week nine, ten? Ten. ten. It was week ten. And here we are with the same issues we've had early in the year, whether we have preseason or not. Adjustments are not being made. And to me, that's a lack of discipline. It's not a lack of discipline on the player's part. It's a lack of discipline on the coach's part. To me, discipline includes players and coaches. So that's why I agree with Jason. Fair point. Fair point. I know we mad, we pissed off or whatever, but I just saw Jason, I just saw JPP interception. <laughs> I didn't even see that. I didn't see that. I was out of... I was out and about. I just saw it on um, Monday Night Countdown. Wait. Wait. Yo. Bruh. All right. The most impressive part was how he used the the left hand, which has only got three fingers on it, to like. We call him out of hand? Like, he got it down pat. Like, he, he maneuvered it. Like, boop, come in. Caught it. It was beautiful. He stabbed the ball with the left hand. I tried to five fingers. Why would you put the finger down when you? <laughs> I tried to how it how it is. It's like he stabbed the ball with a ninja turtle like, hand. All of this is one then... finger. It's like that. Bro, y'all ignorant as hell, bro. <laughs> that look like the Total Recall hand. Yeah, it's like that's how it is. In that glove. That's amazing. It made that glove like that. Yeah, Roland. Wait, wait, wait. Roland said that's not the game plan for this weather. The moment you saw a damn monsoon in the forecast. It became a Gus and Andrews, if needed, type of game. If that's, okay. that's the case, the, point, the offensive the point line is, is not going to provide that until you, like Tay said, run power. And they had to take Fluker out for that. He couldn't even run power. He right. couldn't double team and get upfield. That's and true. And actually hit somebody. How that's long was Sean Fluker for? It's like a one year deal, whatever. Right, but cool. it, like, either way, if that wasn't. I could see. If the Ravens' offensive game plan didn't work, like if Lamar wasn't at one point 20 out of 24 for 200 plus and two touchdowns, and the Ravens' offense, like running the ball, had over 100 yards, I could see if it was just like straight demolished. Like that game plan worked. The snaps, like, come on. Like, and that's, and that's why I said, and that's why like I the was, game plan worked. I wasn't, I wasn't too, I'm not too keen on the offensive. You know, with their problems and inconsistencies and snaps and stuff like that, I was saying that they needed more to get to get even going even more because you could see they was getting in the field at ease. I was yeah. saying defense needs to get Patriots off the field. Right, like Patriots had nine, ten, twelve <clears throat> play drives. Yeah, like if we and then the offense, Ravens offense takes six plays or four plays and being on the Patriots side of the field, and we still tripping about play calling and game plan. That's crazy to me. To me, That's crazy I, I, to me, it was a game plan, but it was on Wink's part. No, like, no, no, I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about the offensive game plan we could play oh, yeah. about. That's yeah, crazy still, to me. It's not the week for that. We said the game key to the game was get them to third and seven and to get off the field, and they did not do that. They not did that once. Maybe defense like, was a letdown. Defense was All a right. letdown. Yeah, it was a letdown. Ain't no way around it. I agree with you. Shop it or stop it. This year, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kirk Schilling make the Baseball Hall of Fame. Stop I'm going to stop it because they damn sure ain't letting Barry Bonds ass in that motherfucker. 
Did they ever let McGuire in there? I don't think so. Nah. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm going to have to I just remember Barry Barnes is black. Nope. <laughs> Stop. Did he vote well, for Trump? Win, right? He might, he might let him get some points. Uh, even if you voted for Trump now, they don't care. They don't, they don't care about Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker can die today. <laughs> they don't care about Herschel Walker. They don't care about none of them no more. No, Trump is out. No more. They, they was all for him when when Trump was in. But I'm stopping it. They, listen, they, they, they not getting in this year, bro. I'm sorry. Listen, they might, they might, they might let Barry Bonds in because they trying to get into that black youth pool bad as hell. They can't never crack it. Unless at the at the voting ceremony they got dashikis on, Barry Bonds ain't getting in, and that's just all it is. <laughs> Nasty <Nancy> football. <laughs> yeah, they're not getting in. I just don't see it. It's baseball is too rigid, and they ain't changing. I don't see how they 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 act like baseball is the most purest thing in the fucking world. All the races and and, and drug dealers and and gamblers they had that damn league. Come on now. That's America. That is America. All right. America's pastime. The Suns. The Phoenix Suns will be a top five team in the Western Conference. Shop it or stop it. I'm going to shop it just because I want to argue for it. (laughs) Uh, You take out the Rockets now. Who's the top five teams you had? L.A. Both L.A. LA but I think one of L.A. One, teams. Denver I think one of them won't fail. L.A., L.A., Denver. Uh, I want to say a, Utah. And Houston. In Houston, yeah. They was a five. All right. So Houston's obviously getting going out because they're going to lose Harden and Westbrook. Correct. So I'm going to put Golden State in Houston spot. So you got three, then you got Denver. Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Thunder. But that was the top five last year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, that helps my argument even more. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with stopping it. And say both LA's, Golden State, uh, Denver, and Dallas? No, we got to make some moves in order to get in there, bro. KP ain't even starting the season. You know, his knee young is three whores. He got <laughs> <laughs> four Nigga got drafted with bad keys. Mm. Right. So, I'm going to go, I guess Utah, I guess five, maybe. Mm. Okay. No Portland? Nah. I don't right. trust. All right. John, no thoughts? Niggas don't get no air time, so they ain't never going to be no top five team. Anyway. Right. Glenn, Glenn stopped uh, shopping it. He says, um, the team the team will look a lot different with a great facilitator. I'm shopping it as well. Uh, like, I thought the trade was smooth. Although, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Phoenix also wish they could have kept Kelly Oubre, but ain't no way they was gonna get Chris Paul and keep Kelly Oubre as well. So that's how I go. Um, the reason I'm shopping it 
Hold on, before you get deep into your ana- your analysis, because I ain't gonna get that deep into it. Trust me, it's the shallows of kiddie pool over here. L.A. Right. Golden State. I'm exactly. removing the Clippers because fuck them, it's the Clippers. The Knicks will never have back to back season. You want to order? Yeah. All right. Lakers Warriors. I'm gonna elevate the Jazz. I'm going to elevate the Trailblazers, and I'm putting the Suns right there at five. Why? Because that's the five teams in the West that I rock with. I told you, it's not going to get that complicated. I rock with those five. I've been telling everybody that who would listen, who would care to listen, that Booker is that deal, where Aiton is that deal. And then they finally got a leader and a facilitator on that team. I like Monty Williams as a coach. No. Is it Monty Williams? That's Monty Williams. Yeah. Like I, mean, I, was, I don't know why I was thinking he was in New Orleans, but... That was before. Before. <laughs> Years yeah. ago. Okay. So, yeah, like Marty Williams as a coach, I'm rocking with, I've got a feeling that that's, that's the five. Uh, I, they, I'm shopping it as well. We've never seen Chris Paul, a Chris Paul-led team, not in the top five. Hmm. Outside of maybe, outside of maybe his rookie year. I don't think we've ever seen a, a team not in the top five seed. You said they're going to be top five, be one and done. I mean, it is what it is. That's just you know, that that part is irrelevant. Like, but the point is, you take a team that wasn't even in the uh, in the playoffs, they couldn't even get four. They couldn't get thirty five wins. Yeah, and you add him to what to their key pieces and Aiton, Booker, Cam Johnson. And um, I forgot the other shorty name, but you add him to that, they won't be a top five team. Great coaching, he knows he know the culture, he know how to make the game easy for everybody, and a hell of a talent. Chris Paul and his advanced age. Anytime you add a, a a Hall of Fame point guard to the roster, it's going to great things going to happen. Chris Paul and his advanced age is still a better defender than Booker at this point. I mean, Charles, Chris Paul at, at 35 is still better than, what, 70, 80% of the point guards in the league. So is this move reminiscent of the Steve Nash move the Phoenix Suns made late in Nash, Nash's career as well? What you mean? Like bringing in Nash to facilitate and lead a team, essentially what they're trying to do here with Chris Paul. Yes and no. Because, because when I think when Phoenix got Nash from Dallas, they were really thinking championships. Okay. And I think they like what was what was Dallas? That was like a top three seed with Nash, right? Yes. And then he goes to Phoenix and they breaking records and top still a top three seed. I don't see that going to um Will be the same case here. I just think it's going to show the greatness of Chris Paul, how he can teach young guys how to be professionals and how to build a um, uh, what you call it, a playoff roster, a top contender. Mm-hmm. Glenn said, "Take Chris Paul from the Clippers with athletes like Griffin and Jordan, 
to a team of skilled players like Booker and Aiden. This stuff. Even though I, I think Blake Griffin, even to this day, Blake Griffin is still underrated. It's crazy. It's crazy how his game. I think he went from, from overrated just, to underrated. From athleticism to straight killer now, yo. I think he went from Blake overrated to underrated. Yeah, and like super an overnight. Underrated. <laughs> like an overnight swim. She get out of Detroit though. All right, next one. Shop it or stop it. Mike Tomlin. And Ben Roethlisberger are the coach of the year and MVP of this season. Stop it. As Elway is black and yellow. That's orange. It's, just, <laughs> it's orange. The light is making it look yellow. It's orange. I don't know if we're black and you yellow. You sure? I'm positive. I don't know. It looks like orange. It looks like yellow to me. Right. <laughs> it's definitely orange. Or it's faded. I don't know. But it's orange. I'm an Orioles fan. Nice. All right. So, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and stop this, man. I'm a I'm a partially shop it with saying Mike Tomlin's coach of the year, but I'm not buying um, Ben Roethlisberger as um, MVP. As you guys know, my former MVP is Russell Westbrook, who's obviously Wilson. been. Um, Wilson. I mean, yeah, Russell uh, Wilson who's been obviously a little busy with Sierra instead of watching film or something lately. So I think I'm going to have to go with... Uh, you showed him it's real calling. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man, I'm thinking... I, <sighs> hmm. I think I might have to go... Maybe Kyle Murray for what he's doing. If he can, continues to keep this up with no turnovers... He's kind of, he's taking over the league, in my opinion. Just like Lamar did last year. I got a chance to stop it and stop it, but I'll wait for this question. I'm going to stop it as well. I'm going to have, I'm going to have, shop it. I think Mike Tomlin could have been coach of the year last year if they'd have gotten the playoffs, to be honest with you. Even though he was 14-2, the hell he had to go through or fix that roster and been going down and having to average to be nice and generous to average quarterbacks leading his squad. You know, it's, mm. to stay above 500. You know, I think Tom was one of my coach of the year candidates last year. This year, I, I think it was hands down he's a coach of the year. Um, okay. But I'll, I'll stop Ben as MVP. Um, ben is playing, having a hell of a year. But I'm going to have to go with, I want to say Kyler Murray, because that's what I brought up, that he was having a Lamar-like year this year, how Lamar had last year. But I, I think unless Pat and Aaron Rodgers is at that LeBron level where their great has to be above and beyond great in order for to get the MVP, I think it's Pat. It, but they're in the conversation, but they're not leading in those conversations. They're in the conversation, but they're not leading in those conversations. In my opinion, I say uh, people who should be, of course, coach of the year and leading the conversation right now should be Brian Flores or at least John Gruden. Maybe uh, you could say Andy Reid. 
what they doing with those teams. Nobody really expected them. They oh, they were the joke of the town. And what they doing, how they got their team playing right now in playoff contention. I say so they you, uh, leading in the You would have them over Mike Tomlin? Right now, so yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I always believe you get Ben Roethlisberger back with that defense, you, it wasn't going to be no surprise of an over 500 record. Of course, I didn't see 9-0, but I just knew they was going to be a, a nice team to yeah. win. Um, as an MVP, I think if Russell Wilson gets back together, his normal two, three touchdowns, he's going to be leading Canada again. Regardless of what Kyle Murray, I know he's the new great thing to watch, but as, I don't see it as that. But I believe he should be top conversation in that MVP. That's my opinion. But I believe both both Tomlin and, and Roethlisberger is in their conversations. It's not leading. Mm-hmm. Glenn says uh, Aaron Rodgers for MVP. He shot the coach, though. Said stops it. But he could see, you know, Mike Tomlin as coach of the year. Mm-hmm. So, I... I'm going to shop it. Like, what can you say against 9-0? Like, I, I don't get it. I think that's for the coach because both <laughs> both sides of the ball are playing well. So I think you Not can't say anything against 9-0. Not necessarily. But, but, all right. They're doing enough. Right. And uh, right. For right. me... Right. For me, I don't look at how many yards somebody gained to be called the best defense. I look at points. The whole purpose of defense is to stop the other team from scoring. And right. being that they were top three, top five in points all year, I think both sides of the ball are playing well with that. And you gotcha. have Claypool coming out, party, and Ebron doing a, a good job at tight end. And, like, it's just so many weapons that they, they're looking at that's getting mentioned now that wasn't really getting mentioned before. Well, one of the weapons, two of the weapons you mentioned were in, one was in college, one was in Indianapolis. Yeah, but Chase Claypool, I, we, we scout. I had yo as a tight end. I didn't see this thing coming into the league being yeah, I mean, Mapletron. Like, I, I, I wouldn't go that far. I think he's just playing pretty, pretty decent in that system. But... Like, we're saying all of this, and the majority of that defense, well, I should say that secondary of the defense is laughable. That's fair. Like, like in the same, you know what I mean? Minka, like, cover, Minka is, a, is a hell of a, went, a cover up. Like John mentioned, Ben Roethlisberger went from, took the team from 8-8 eight and eight to undefeated. And possibly they mess around running the whole table. Like, they don't go... They might do the you know the whole season undefeated hmm. because of one man like the coach was always there so I, it's his hands down like yeah Ben undefeated like come on man that's crazy but they lose a couple games and I'll give it to somebody else at this point it's like it's dead John what you what you had stop the stopping <clears throat> Father DeAndre happens Kyle Murray and the Arizona Cardinals is not a playoff team. Oh, hmm. I'm gonna have to stop that. I'm gonna have to stop it. You should, and, and the question was they they are not a playoff team. They're not right? a playoff team without yes. Hopkins. 
And as a team, oh, with Al Hopkins, yeah, with Al yeah, Hopkins. Oh my bad, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said they weren't a playoff team. Um, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and shop that as well. That they are not. I mean, that just goes to show you how horrible Houston's front office is. Again, to only get David Johnson, who's hurt again. Um, uh, and what else did they get? I don't even. They got a second round pick. Yeah, whatever else they got, it wasn't enough. They got a second round pick, and they gave their first round pick to the Dolphins, and they fucked it up. Like shopping bags in return. It wasn't enough. Mm -mm. (laughs) I told y'all that. So I like this thing really talking about. the game. That's. I mean, that would be another question to rank the top five wide receivers right now. But obviously, he's definitely. In my top two, top three. Go ahead and rank them. Go ahead and rank them. All right, I'm going to go one. Um, one and two is kind of close for me, man. One and two, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to give the edge to, I don't know. When Devontae Adams is healthy, man, good God. Mm-hmm. I'm going, I'll go D-Hop one. Devontae Adams, two. Um, three, I guess I'll go. Hmm, I'm so tired of saying Julio. Um, Julio top five. He Julio going to be five just because he ain't really producing because he hurt that much. Um, three, who can I go three? Just on a difference maker standpoint, I'm going Tyler Lockett. I just like Tyler Lockett. Me oh, personally. Damn time. Um, four. Man, I'm trying to think. Nobody's jumping out like that. Four. I go Julio. Five. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Five right now. Now I'll go four. Tyler Lockett. They get in Julio three. Reason I actually make the list because I feel like that's a uh, DK conversation. No, no, I feel like we're so uh, creatures of the moment. The top five list, or even just a top ten list, is going to change every year. Mm -hmm. Because, like, just because a player is having a down year, like you don't mention them in the top ten. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like for instance, say somebody like Jarvis Landry. You wouldn't think of him as a top 10 receiver no more, but he still might be, just talented-wise, mm-hmm. a top 10 guy. Um, Sand says D-Hop, Devontae Adams, Diggs, Julio, Tyler Lockett. Glenn says Mike Thomas is number one. Yeah. Michael Thomas one, Hopkins two, Devontae Adams three. Yeah. I don't see how you can put him out. He hasn't played. Yeah. So I can't put him in there. All right. I, I done been quiet long enough. Herb and Tay, I love y'all. Y'all my brothers. But Herb, when they got damn Giannis and Coach Tay put my man Julio at number four. Yeah, what you mean? Oh, Stop with the Giannis. Giannis is my guy. No, he ain't. Stop. Yes, he ain't. Right. Don't call my man Giannis DeAndre Green. 
Oh, oh Draymond Green. That's my that's, guy, yo. Giannis is my guy. <laughs> oh, what is, what's Julio's stats this year, though? It don't even matter. I, Look, Julio was number one. Julio was number one. When Julio was out, Matt Ryan looked even worse than Matt Ryan. Like, it's Julio not a question. Not on this team. <laughs> it's not a question. Julio was number Julio one. Julio might not be number one on this team. Julio was number one. I gave Julio four. I mean, I think that's Julio fair. Julio was number one. Julio Matt Ryan. Mm-mm. All right, L, you mm-hmm. saying Matt Ryan this and that. Right? Mm-mm. How long Calvin Johnson, Calvin really been out? How many games he missed? Mm-hmm. One or two. Whatever it is, him and Julio numbers are pretty much comparable. He ain't had no bad season either. Calvin, Calvin really, first three games, 130, one, 132 touchdowns, 109, two touchdowns, 110. Calvin Ridley is a great he receiver. Might the, he might be the better than Julio right now. Calvin Ridley is a great receiver, but Calvin Ridley is Juju Smith-Schuster. You take away his number oh. one and he ain't he ain't producing. Al, my fault, Al, my fault, Al. I forgot to mention Julio was out from week two, I think, to like week four. And they lost every as single the lead, as the game. Lead dog, he went for 130, like 130, 110, 105, and touchdowns. And they I'm lost saying. every single game. <laughs> every Julio, single I, I one. Julio four. Come on. Like, like, T-Won't be nice giving Julio four. That's right. what I'm saying. Julio was yeah. one. Oh, off of his name alone. Julio right. was one. Nook is two. Three is Devontae Adams. Hell, you capping, man. I'm not. Y'all bugging. Big Matt Ryan without Julio Jones is Ryan Tannehill, and that's a hell of a credit that I'm giving Matt Ryan. Yo, he might be Marcus Mariota. With Julio in the mouth, I've seen Matt Ryan deal to Zacchaeus and uh, whoever the hell else they got down there. Calvin Ridley was balling. Even when Calvin Ridley went out with that young ass ankle, he was still balling without Julio and without stealing. Matt Ryan Ryan couldn't deal if you spotted that nigga a deck of cards. What are you talking about? I'm sorry, Al, Al, Al. You would Stop never it. give Matt Ryan credit. Her would never Stop give it. Stop it. Giannis is that. my guy. Matt Ryan yeah. is Marcus Mariota without Julio Jones. Mm-mm-mm. I made my case and I'm what? second to it. What? No, He's Marcus Mariota without Julio Jones. I said it. Now, come on now. You take away Julio Jones and Kyle Sanderhan, that nigga don't have a career. Matt Ryan can't even run five yards. Take away Julio Jones and Kyle Shanahan, Matt Ryan don't have a goddamn career. Okay? Just stop it. Come <laughs> on. He was still kind of balling with uh, Roddy White now. He was, yeah, Roddy White pushing off. Roddy White still pushing off somewhere. He in the market. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I think I ain't gonna never let that go. <laughs> I'm tired of Roddy White. Julio, no. You can tell Devontae Adams. Who the fuck named that child Roddy White? Agreed, said. That's why I only mentioned Julio. Hold, hold up. We got to let him finish the list. We ain't let him finish. I don't need to finish. That's the three. I don't need to finish. Who you... I can't even believe you. Yo, we can't, we can't let him re-say that list, yo. I so said it. I'm sticking to it. Julio, Nook, Devontae Adams. <laughs> I don't need five. 
Just need those three. Everybody else don't matter. I, I don't know what Stefan Diggs do to y'all, but he clearly a top five receiver. I'm going to go Diggs and DK at four or five really? just because I don't really care about the four and five. Wow. <laughs> Rolling his ankle over his 8.75 pulls. Says that he mentioned Julio because of his fan hat. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like, come on. Like, we just got to keep it a buck. I'm keeping it a buck. Have you, y'all seen that team without Julio? <laughs> Offense unwatchable, yeah. and they got my man Hayden Hurst, too. Yards and, and a loss. <laughs> Not even close. Without Julio, they're going to get 400 yards. Not Sorry, even close to a it. win, though. Got Ryan with throw three interceptions in the game. I don't even know why we're still in this conversation. Hey, yo, stop. You stop, <laughs> Not even close to a win. They ain't sniffing no wins about Julio, even though they only got three. Ain't gonna, ain't gonna lie. You sound like Trump uh, um, election right there. <laughs> That's what you sound like. I ain't gonna lie. That's fine. But I always say, truth don't need no cosign. I'm fine standing alone. Al, you gotta, you gotta really think, Al. Anytime you get a, a Trump comparison, you gotta really think about what you're saying, bro. Because I know you hate Trump. I know so, so this year, this year alone, you put Julio over DK. Yes. Oh, you, Julio, you put Julio over Terry McLaurin. That's not fair. I haven't watched him. Why? Why? No, because I haven't watched him. I, I couldn't tell, tell you anything about Terry, Terry McLaurin besides when he played this. Well, let me All tell right. you something. He's balling. <laughs> you put Julio over Robbie Anderson. Same thing. I haven't watched the practice this year. Let me tell you, he's balling. Over Keenan Allen? No, sir. Over Keenan? The team that can't, that figures out a way to lose a 14 point lead consistently? You can't that have Keenan Allen? Conversation about Julio. You that Keenan Allen? Argument. Bro, you can't make that argument. They lose seven point leads. Come on, man. Allen giving niggas AI crossovers and open Come on, Al, stop it. The Chargers lose 14-point leads, and they got a good quarterback. <laughs> L, only watching, L only watching the Ravens, because that's his team. The Saints, because that's Drew Brees. And Atlanta, because he want to hate on them. He's going to find some way to hate on Matt Ryan. No, I watch Atlanta because of Julio and Hayden. That's why. Hayden Hurst <laughs> and, and Julio. It, it's a hell of it's a hard, it's a, it's a tough watch. That's I'm sorry. Tyler Boyd having just as good a season as Julio um, probably. They probably got the same numbers. See, Higgins AJ Brown not in the conversation? Right, no, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is the Brown that I wanted AJ. us to draft. I'm not even going to mention A.J. Brown because then I get mad because then I start thinking about Corey Davis. You could have fucking had Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. Now I'm pissed again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember yo, that yo. night we were so mad. Yo, y'all scared the, the gay dude. <laughs> Was called oh. security and cops on us because y'all moved the damn yo Tay Tay pushed the hell out of the gate so bad he must he, he moved like three porta potties that was next to him. Yo, that night was so epic, bro. Matter of <laughs> fact, y'all was some real fucked up people that day. Let's let's talk about that because her he <laughs> off the bike. <laughs> he watching the show right now, like there he is right there. <laughs> So I'm going with Devontae Adams, number one. You see how you sweep that under the rug? Adams, Adams is number one in the league. 
That nigga water bottle bounced off that little ugly ass curve. Yeah, he, <laughs> he told you an N word so bad when he got up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I got he was full of He was gonna ride. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, then the, and then the white lady came out of nowhere. I'm like, yeah, he was in the wrong because he he said that he should have beat this horn. He should have missed me. All right. All I'm gonna say is I know it's not popular, but I ain't gonna put in the DeAndre Hopkins too. Sorry. Sorry, not this year. It's Devontae Adams one, Stefan Diggs two, DK three, Hopkins mm. four. Mm. I take that back. I take that back. Hopkins three, DK four. No, Hopkins three. Yeah, DK four. And then I go Keenan Allen. I like the Keenan Allen pick. Okay. The DK. Uh, only, only reason I'm showing DK the love is because it's like he got no. Fuck that. Take DK out. Yeah, you um, got to keep him. Keenan Allen four, right? Keenan Allen four, Tyler Lockett five. Cole Beasley five. I'm so I'm shutting him down, and then he shut him down. He had two catches. That's what he gonna do. He gonna, like DK. He he just shuts down quite a bit, but you know. I mean, that was his scouting report. When Tyler Lockett, you could brag at Tyler Lockett. He's still getting open. That's true. You bragging at Keenan Allen. He's still open. That was my DK scouting report. Getting bracketed and still open and producing. So, I got I got right with that five. One man said Julio Jones. That's been an amendment to the list. (laughs) (laughs) Number five is Cole Beasley. All right, let's move on. Kobe! I can't, yo. He got a Trump shirt on under that. I'm telling you right now. Ain't no way in hell, bro. We live in America. Yo got on Steelers colors. Mm. And then got a MAGA shirt underneath. All right. And a tiki torch in the background. I can't. <laughs> Yo, that's terrible, man. Yeah, Cole Beasley. That was a hell of a catch, though, by Cole Beasley last night. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell of a catch. Yo, where um, where y'all see James Harden winding up? Mm. Well, should I say Westbrook? Because that's been like set in stone. He won. He want to get out. Well, both of them said they want to get out. So where y'all see them going? I like Westbrook to Brooklyn, to the Knicks. We might have to make that trip up there for that Laker game. If, if he go to Brooklyn, that's going to be a game right it's, there. It's COVID. There ain't no fans. COVID going oh, yeah. on. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to get the uh, Junior's cheesecake anyway. But, um... <laughs> mm-hmm. Low Ray, I, I understand. The sense yeah. with that one, boy. And they, it ain't better than Sticky Toffee. You that right now. What's Sticky Toffee? Well, that's not the best dessert. It's not like a normal jeans or a stripper. <laughs> he might be thick too. Thick <laughs> she might be like the. She might be the headliner. <laughs> I'm out there asking for five dollars for walking past. You better go here, right. sticky. <laughs> That's sticky right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Hey, so no, Blaine said nobody wants Westbrook. Mm -mm. I don't get. Mm. Like I said, he might go to New York. I like that move for him. Somebody that's gonna be there to play, man. That's one thing he gonna do. He gonna be there to play every night. Say he don't make Glenn. Say he don't make nobody better. I don't know about all that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about all that. He made a play every night. Tyreek Hill, Hill love. Roller said no. Tyreek Hill love. Hey, nah, not 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 this year. So far, nah. Mm. I mean, he been good, but he ain't been. To me, he ain't been, been than, he ain't been Tyreek. I mean, he ain't been Tyler Lockett. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. Hold up. Who that? Glenn, Glenn, who you root for? He said we can pass after he go 10 for 28. Hmm. <laughs> it's terrible, man. 10 for 28, uh, that's generous. It's terrible, man. Nobody wants Westbrook. Man. Mm. Trying to figure out where he can go and just be himself. Well, he's going to be himself regardless. Wherever he go. I think that's the issue <laughs> that's going on. I think something that set him going to New York to the Knicks, and I mean the Knicks ain't got nothing. The stuff they can't even get no no butts in the seats because of COVID. So I mean, it really, ain't no point. But yeah, I mean that would suck. You finally get a superstar player, and you can't come saying <laughs> that was superstar. Oh, man, that's stuck. Well, All superstar right. caliber. I know people consider him a superstar no more. He's still a superstar. Well, he's still an all-star. Let's put it that way. I never really... <laughs> what about Harden? Y'all really think they're going to move him? I don't think they're going to. I think he's saying he want to. And if they are, it's going to be somewhere in the East. It's not going to be in the West. Heck no. Not in the West. I seen, um, what's the cap? The guy, Shams, from the Athletics said, uh, Brooklyn and Philly... Are like two of his top destinations. I like Philly for him over Brooklyn. I I like Brooklyn over Philly for his chances at a title, but um, I definitely don't see that. What about what y'all think about Boston? No, I don't think I don't think they're gonna make that move. They probably had to give up too much in order to make that move. Yeah. I think that's the same thing with um, Brooklyn. I think if like, he goes to Brooklyn, you Kyrie is done. Like I don't see how you work three max max deals under that cap. They, I don't think they got a max. I think he took both of them took less than the max. I thought KD and Kyrie both got maxes. Both KD and Kyrie are maxes. 
You sure? Okay, cool. From what I'm hearing, I mean, I don't know. But still, still, like, I wouldn't trip about the contract. They'll find a way to make it work, even if you just get a whole bunch of mid-level exception guys. I don't see that for a title, though. When you got Kyrie, KD. I'm sorry, I take that back. I take that back. You got Kyrie, you got KD, you got Harden. If they gotta give up Karis LeVert I, and those ball that boys have been balling for the net so far, I don't see how that's a title. I mean you can get some some uh veteran guys to you know, to come in and play play along with you like I don't know, like a Wesley Matthews caliber. He signed for two point seven mil last year, so that's that's yeah. not that I, mean, I just don't. I just see it as a top heavy team. That's why I said I think Philly, especially if they move Ben Simmons, that's that's better for them. For on like for the Rockets, for the Rockets standpoint, the best deal probably would come from like like between the two teams would probably be Brooklyn. Because if you want Harden, I'm asking for your first round pick on Wednesday. That's like pick 23, somewhere around there. I want Karis LeVert, and I want Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. And then you got to throw in a, another big in there. What about another pick? Yeah, and the prior future pick. So I'm going to need a grip. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need a nice little grip. Mm-hmm. Whereas Philly, the most they can offer you, like, what, Ben? And... Who else? They gonna they gonna want to hold on to Embiid and, and Tobias. Mm-hmm. Gonna give you Ben and Josh Richardson and like like what a twenty twenty seven picks going around there. Like I don't see it. I don't see it. What sucks is the coach, another black man, finally get a job and about to get dicked over. Truth. That's what's up. Where at Rockets? Yeah, Stephen Silas get the job as the head coach, mm-hmm. and the best two players about to get moved. Mm. And well, not only that, the GM gets fired, and the best two players. Mm. Mm. So basically, you treat him as a placeover because you know once the next GM come in, he can want his guy. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then it's gonna be another, like he been an assistant coach maybe what twenty years or something like that. Who knows if he gets this opportunity again? Wow. Crazy. Crazy. Glenn said the Bucks need Harden, John. I agree. If the Bucks get James Harden. You still have him out by round two. It's over (laughs) for the East. (laughs) See? It don't matter. (laughs) I'm saying LeBron and AD? That's too much. That's too much. John, you know that. Like, come on. Here we go. It's a lot to deal with. But I'm just saying, they're going to run through the East. With them two, they run through the East. Easy. Likelihood of him getting traded to Dallas? Zero. All right. Who gets traded to Dallas? He, you know, Harden? Yo, look at those. I would love it, though. I ain't going to lie. Can we, can we talk it. about that mid post he had yesterday praying that AD was free agent? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> they should have plans. Don't try it. Roasting niggas and everything. 
was ready. Tell me, A A D left yard. Nah. Try it. That's good effort. I don't, I don't even see. Spurs trading DeRozan to the Lakers. Like no way in my mind, Popovich is trying to make the Lakers better. Even even when they trying to rebuild, I don't see that at all. Like man, please, hell no. Hmm. So, but don't DeRozan play three? So in today's game, he can play two or three. I'm about to say, there's no no real set possession. He ain't going to give you 23, but he played the two roles. He ain't going to give you 23. Mm-hmm. Oh, please. In a regular season, he might give you 23, but in the postseason, he'll give you about seven. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. LeBron on his team, he might not be scared this year. I'm about to say, yeah, he can stop ducking LeBron. I watched the roles and be like one of the most probable people in the game, and then get to the postseason, and that nigga look like Steve Urkel. Disrespectful. Urkel could ball, but this nigga was—he was terrified of LeBron. Like, yeah. When Rock, the Raptors went up against. Look, I'm talking about this nigga was passing up shots, and he would be scared to shoot a mid-range jumper. And LeBron not even sticking him most of the time. It's all mental, though. Like he was happy that he got traded from the Raptors to go to San Antonio. Until LeBron signed with the Lakers. He wasn't happy. (laughs) Until LeBron signed with the Lakers, he was ecstatic. No. (laughs) Yes. He wasn't happy. He was pissed off. He felt betrayed. He was pissed off when LeBron signed with the Lakers. I mean, yeah, he probably pissed off then, but he was betrayed. Like, come on, man. Like, I just... They was a... You got to think, they was a... It was a top two, or it might have been a top seed, because I think their coach, they got... Yeah, it was a top seed with the Rosen. Mm-hmm. Y'all missed the point though. Like he he had dropped like 16, 18 points in the first wow. half, and in the second half he didn't want to shoot. Like what the hell, Rosen? It's crazy. I'm good with, oh, with Schroeder and Bradley. Rolling said that y'all are uh, resigning Yannick or no? <laughs> Yannick and Gagwin? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm resigning. He could he he couldn't even showcase his skills last last night. They only had one third and ten or above. That's it. And that 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 wasn't the major problem. The major problem was the game plan that the Patriots had. and They stuck to it. Yep. Be sure that they one stayed away from Humphrey because they know he liked to practice, like to be on uh, receivers and being physical. And they knew that um um <clears throat> Peters he play off the ball. That slants, that's in and out routes, that's all that that's available for them to five to eight yards a clip to first downs. And at some point, we gotta acknowledge that Marcus Peters ain't gonna tackle nobody. Like nobody. Not a soul. Not a soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I was he was key on um, back-to-back plays on one drive. Yeah, I mean, like, as far as his pass, his, his pass rusher wasn't on the spot. Yeah, especially. Yeah, I saw him in a heartbeat. I ain't signed the Jude on. Mar, uh, Roland, if you want to know, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that nigga be looking lost on the sideline. You'll be on the sideline on key drives. Hey, man, Brandon Williams. My man. I'm so tired of him. <laughs> when well, he got the sack yesterday, was y'all low-key upset? I would, yo, this funny, yo. 
I knew it. You said that because when he got the sack, I'm like, all right, I'm about to hear from these dudes, bro. And then anybody said, yeah. I was like, yeah, because y'all know I'm not a. What's that, first sack of the year? Third. It's his third sack? Third or fourth, somewhere around there. I almost must have been cover sacks because that's the one, that's the first one he earned, it looked like. But, um. I don't get this shit. Just like how you, they, they tell you, you brought up, like, he goes against the running backs and tight ends and it, it going to be, like, so soft. But then he had that one play where uh, Jared Johnson be like, all right, speed the power. And you see it in one or two plays. You see it versus the Colts on the play action on four for one, but you don't see it every other, other play. Right. So, almost like he's guessing or he's just looking in the backfield to see what he's going to do. That's not what we do. We need you to be physical and manhandle would be a habit. Not try to guess and see what, and make try to be a subs at times and, and catch a pick. That's what the fuck we actually do. We actually do rush the point at the edge. That's that's what got him paid, John. You're right. And then, next thing you know, now we got this dude on. The one walking in there with that trench coat on. So, I mean, uh-uh. what can we do? I feel like he, like, somewhat of a less clowny, meaning, like, he gonna give you less effort. Damn. Wait, 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 wait. Damn. That's not, that's not disrespect Clowney's effort. No, 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 no. He gonna, his, give you effort. His, effort, his effort's been, has been judged ever since college, even in the NFL. Mm. Now, just because you say that, he gonna be all I'm word. not saying that. I'm you gonna realize all word. I think he gives great effort. He don't make a lot of plays as far as sacks like you think, but. No, I don't, he always I don't, get effort. I don't judge, I don't judge Clowney on, on his quarterback tackles. That's not what I'm talking about. That, he, he, a, he a handful. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Judon is just decent. <laughs> that's, that's a very accurate statement. Go ahead, go ahead say it. He is just decent. That's a very accurate uh, statement, said. I'm going to show you a, a clip from the, the Lions and... Um, Washington game yesterday. If I'm not mistaken, a a tight end, and it wasn't Hawkinson, a tight end took Chase Young for a ride. Mm. Like Chase was on that edge. He took him he took him basically to the left guard. Chase was lined up like on the left side with a the right tackle. He drove him to the left guard. He took him for a whole ride. Like, ooh. Tight end though? I think it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a tight end. Mm. I'm sorry, but is it wrong for me or is it weird that the only person I want to see on the offensive field is a is an offensive lineman? What you talking about? What's that? Back then? Oh. No, he didn't. He didn't. That's an animal right there. I was upset when he got hurt. Uh, was that last? Was it Monday? Monday, yeah. Yeah. I was upset when he got hurt. So is he out for the year or something? He should be. That nigga always got shoulder problems. Mm. Is the Jets going to get that number one seed? They, you know, just don't sit him down. I said they going to do that. <laughs> don't sit him down. He be all right. Yeah. I tell you what, Thursday, Thursday night football has been, been picking up like the Coast Tennessee game was a little fun to watch, mm-hmm. and this Thursday is going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I'm just saying, are y'all are y'all with it? Like, we can put up a couple dollars, you know. Everybody in the chat, you know, 
if y'all want to do it, we can put up, you know, maybe, let's say, I mean, five on the live, four of us here. Let's say $5 a piece, mm-hmm. you know, in the pick them each week. Whoever got the best record at the end of the regular season, get the pot. I'm with it. Five dollars every week, or just five dollars? Yeah, five dollars a week. From here going out, that's what seven more, six more games. That was five dollars. I'm trying to say at the end, it equals a hundred dollars or so. My pocket's <laughs> tight as a whore. My pocket is Peter Angelo's out this bitch. What you, I ain't paying nobody. You work like eight doubles a day and shit. <laughs> you got like a property you try to buy? Yo, I don't you spend money it. for shit. <laughs> that's why you need to quit Pepsi right there. <laughs> I don't spend money on nothing. I'll be the Angelos. That's what he Yeah, I'll be the Angelos out this bitch. I'm not spending on nobody. <laughs> He said, that's the cruise. That's the cruise, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Man, I'm just saying. Chris Davis, I think I'm due for one next year. I can't get a game with 2K, John. Like, what's up? Yo, if Kwame Brown is still on active on the fucking 2K, then nah. You know, game of mad or something, what you saying? So y'all play Kwame Brown. This nigga had Kwame Brown look like the White Howard and fucking Kim Olajuwon all in one. Damn. <laughs> it's basketball, man. You can't play video games. You got to play basketball. That's how you win. <laughs> I play... Computer. I can beat the computer. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. So should I do the pickles now, or y'all want to, you know, put them on the paper and send it to me in the, uh, you know, a chat or something? No, we can't do it now. It's way too early. Ain't no injury reports out. None of that shit. Let's do it. It's okay now. He he got broken ribs and and both his lungs is fucked up. The locker room. See what happened? Yo, I didn't even, I didn't even bring that up. I was just going to let it ride. He bad. Yo, yo, whole time, Jameis about to throw for four hundred and four touchdowns. I don't give a damn. Ain't Drew. On some real shit. On some real shit. If Jameis start, I don't want to hear no, no other shit about the other white quarterback that they got. Talking about he would be FEMA on when he, when, when Breeze retired. That means you some shit, and all you can do is be an X Factor. <laughs> mm. Yeah, right, right, Glenn. He gonna have four. No, no, not not the first game. The first game he gonna be all right. Ain't no, the next game gonna be the four picks. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Can't say he not gonna throw because throwing to Mike Tom, uh, the Thomas is just like Dan throwing to Mike Evans and shit. He's still gonna throw four fucking picks. Mm. Now, Julio, Julio playing, so Atlanta got this, right? Little Drew Brees. Oh, he going to treat the shit out of Marcus Lattimore. <laughs> we going to see. Marshawn Lattimore ain't going to have nothing. You saw all that tweet he was doing when he played Mike Evans? That, that's not going to happen this time. <laughs> mm. Mm. I need a prediction on that. Al, so over or under, six catches, 75 yards for Julio. Four catches, 100 yards. No touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> you won't get that six and a five, and Calvin, Calvin Ridley or Hayden Hurst gonna get the touchdown. <laughs> Can the guy get no fucking touchdowns? <laughs> That's Julio numbers for real. <laughs> right, and it is his numbers. That's crazy, man. All right, so I guess y'all sent me the picks in. Bye. Let's see. Let's say Thursday that? morning. That's fair. Thursday morning is cool. All right, Thursday that's cool. Morning. I'm talking about y'all. So I'll, like, so like, yeah. in, in the chat, Glenn, you said you in rolling. What's up? You down? Say it down. Start another Facebook messenger. That's what I'm going to do. All right. That's what I'm going to do. So we got six people right th- Six. If rolling get in, that'd be seven. So we'll see. Peer I'm just saying, if we get seven people, that's what, $35 a week? And that's what, the next, we got six games left? Six so, games, right? yep. All right, so 30, 30, that's, 30. A, that's almost that $200. Sad. That's like, what, $200, $210? It's seven games, I'm going to let y'all go ahead and do that math because. <laughs> this week, 10. 11, 12, 13, 14, yeah, 15, 16, right, 16 17. Yeah, it's seven games. All right, cool. Yeah, that's over 200, you know. That's a nice little, nice little gift. Wait, after Christmas gift. All right. Don't say $5. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say you my 35 now. Fuck it. <laughs> I might just throw that 35 right now and forget about it. <laughs> man, that, that weekly be phony though, man. I'm trying to get. Well, let me see. Let me see. All right, man. Follow us in the group. Shout out to everybody that was on the live. We appreciate y'all. Um, 
So I guess we got to take a look at the All-22. Got to, bro. Can we, we do got- it tomorrow? It feels a little weird doing it on Thursday at the beginning of a new week. What time? Y'all pick the time. As long as it's not interrupting This Is Us, I'm good. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> have a good night. Yeah, I don't want nothing on Tuesday. So I ain't got no shame saying it, Taewon. Hold on. None. <laughs> I don't think I got anything on Tuesday. Y'all left. He got out of there. Tuesday good, Al? I'm trying to make sure. What? You know that nigga work like 18 hours a day. True. This is us as we Yeah, Tuesday, I ain't got nothing recorded. Let's go. Tuesday works. Hot ass six hours of sleep, pal. Huh? <laughs> you said you get a hot ass six hours of sleep. You always work. Six is generous, oh. boy. Six is generous. <laughs> I get six, six hours of sleep. That's a hell of a night. <laughs> that is true, though. All right, we'll put all 22 up tomorrow. Look at a couple of these plays from the Ravens game and whatever. All right, Al, take us out. All right, be blessed. Be productive. Be more. We love you. We out. Trust. You know when you order a new video game or a golf club or a blender and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details.